Hello, and welcome to the Half-Blind Hecklers, episode 107. So, I know this is a Tuesday show, and Danny's here, and that seems a little odd to everybody, but I think that's going to be a continuing presence for, for the foreseeable future. So, everybody really upset by that? Skedaddle. <laughs> <laughs> like, half of our viewers are I know, just, oh, Danny, whatever. Hey, no. hey, hey. I'm famous now. I was I was on Rebel oh, News. Oh, you're on so, Rebel News. Yeah, you know I'm moving up in the world. Of course I, you are. Of course you are. That's right. But talking about things that are moving up, how are you doing in this heat wave? You know what? Um, my room is hot. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fan, and it's just not, it's just not being able to handle it. Now, the one advantage that I have is that I have a giant tree, a huge oh. tree in front of my house, and it helps to block a lot of the sunlight. But not enough that I'm not cooking. So I feel like a roasted duck, you know, on a spit, just yep. slowly roasting, and you know, it's nice. I don't have a, Slow I don't have an AC Mexican. like you do, lucky dog. That's right. <laughs> I'm a hot. I'm literally a hot chihuahua. Hot, hot chihuahua with a little bit of taco right. spice, hey. and maybe okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, we have a bunch of stories to talk about today. Talking about places that are highly vaccinated, reinstating mask mandates, talking about vaccinations being forced onto populaces and to children. And then finally, we're going to talk about some court cases here in Canada and Fallout. why everything is awful. So jumping right into the first story from today. I was going to say the opposite. The opposite of the Lego, the Lego movie. It's like, you know, like everything is terrible. Everything is terrible. Yeah, exactly. Everything sucks. <laughs> Everything is tyranny. <laughs> yes. Well, so, okay, as we were saying, think. jumping right in, Israel to reinstate indoor mask mandate next week as COVID nineteen cases keep rising. So, virus czar oh, Ash fooled you all. I know. Warren's latest outbreak has spread to Kafar Saba. Ramla, Herzliya, and other cities, which most of them I've never heard of, pleads with public not to travel abroad, especially with unvaccinated children. Coronavirus oh, czar Nachman Ash announced Tuesday that the indoor mask mandate obligating people to cover their mouths and noses to prevent infections will return early next week in an attempt to stem the rise in COVID-19. In a briefing with journalists Thursday evening, Ash said the outbreak had spread to all these places, as health ministry data showed 169 had been diagnosed <laughs> Thursday by 6 no p.m., <laughs> the highest daily tally in months. Uh, uh, and of course, they re recommended avoiding afraid. flights abroad, especially for people who have not been vaccinated. Oh, yeah. I call on the public to consider whether traveling abroad is essential. It's highly advisable to avoid non-essential travel abroad. He said, echoing a similar call from Prime Minister Naftali Bennett on Wednesday. I thought the Prime Minister was Benjamin Naha, or is it the President? No, he got he got ousted. He got ousted. There's a new there's a new boss in town. Oh, that's terrifying. Ousted. Yep. I like Netanyahu. Yeah, they have a new guy in, in charge. We so was, this uh, is not the right badass. time to fly with children who are not vaccinated. Yeah. So it's like, so, oh, really? Um, this highly vaccinated yep. nation is experiencing a rise in COVID. Now, of course, it's not the same rise yep. in COVID as they were experiencing, but the uptick is starting, and mm -hmm. it'll probably continue to go up because Israel's yep. summer 
is oppressive, just like Canada's summer. It's just, well, Canada's summer is usually not oppressive. This week is oppressive. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I think that the, the thing is, like, if people understood PCR tests, if you understood masks, you know, if you understood travel restrictions, like, and if you understood asymptomatic, everything like this, you would like you would be able to see that that like this is nonsense. All uh-huh. of this is nonsense. Totally, masks don't stop the spread of COVID. PCR tests can be easily manipulated to like you know like drive up numbers, all this kind of stuff. So, uh, just a quick plug on Tuesday, on Thursday, me and Stephen are going to be talking about PCR tests. I mean, just just for a quick like uh, thing. So, if you have questions about uh, PCRs or anything with COVID, please ask us because we 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 get annoyed at how little people know about this stuff. Like, it, it's more at this point, at, at this point, it's inexcusable. <laughs> like you just, you're just not trying. You're just not trying. That you don't want to know, and you're willing to live in ignorance. So we're gonna fix that. We're gonna fix that on Thursday. If you're still you. ignorant, it's on you. It is on you. <laughs> it's on you. So yeah. this will, of course, be the uh, first subject of many, and we're gonna try and do this every two weeks. Mm-hmm. So that should be an interesting thing moving forward. And we're going to talk about issues and topics from PCR to masking. No, we already talked about masking to therapeutics talk about masks. to the vaccine to well, asymptomatic spread. Asymptomatic spread. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a big one. So because that's the whole basis for everything. Yep. So we'll talk about all of that, and it should be very interesting. But it is definitely not mm-hmm. content to go onto YouTube. No, 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 for sure not. So, uh, <laughs> but also, Israel is not the only place that's putting back their mask mandates. It's also happening in Los Angeles. So, LA recommends indoor mask mandates regardless of vaccination status. Health officials mm-hmm. now strongly recommend that people wear masks indoors in public places, regardless of whether they've had the vaccine or not, to prevent the spread of the highly transmissible Delta variant of the coronavirus. So Monday's recommendation comes as the U.S. Center for for Disease Control and Prevention noted that Delta variants are now responsible for about one in every five new infections across the United States. They noted that fully vaccinated people appear to be well protected from infections with Delta variants, but the department suggests that people wear masks when inside grocery or retail stores, as well as theater or family entertainment centers. In workplaces when people's <laughs> vaccination statuses are not known. Oh, oh no! I don't be afraid. I know yeah, it's yeah. it's a constant, like parade of fear and death. It's uh, what do they call it? fear porn? Fear porn. It is fear porn, and or trying to convince porn. people that this is fear porn, like yeah. some people, it's like no, like the fact, like they'll be fine if they're vaccinated. It's like you they're sure about good. that? Our you sure about that? Loves us, and they it's want like, to take good care of us. Who called that? Dis- they, they, no matter are, what vaccination status was, they would still lock us down. Oh wait, we did. We told you. No, shut up. Yep. If you think you know well, anything way, we're, about we're totally predicting things, that, you don't. Uh, vaccine passports are going to be this this fall. This this upcoming year. Oh yeah. It's all going to be vaccine passports. Yep. And they're going to create two classes of people. You're going to have the vaccinated uh, advantages and unvaccinated. So we're basically going back to uh, uh, what do they call what, what do they call the segregation laws in the uh, South? In Jim Crow. Um, Jim Crow. Jim Crow. We're gonna be, we're basically gonna create a Jim Crow era 
where you're going to have people who are vaccinated have all sorts of advantages and people who are unvaccinated are going to have all sorts of like, you know, liabilities and things that they can't do, including if you're part of a big church, guess what you're not going to get to do? Go to church. You're not vaccinated. You don't get to see Jesus. You don't get to see like, you know, you don't get to worship God if you don't have the vaccine, you dirty, dirty peasants. Yeah, I went, actually, I have an interesting story about that. Like, my parents were chatting, and they sent, they were talking with pastors at Center Street. And they were like, okay, like, the government is reopening. Like, is Center Street going to, like, mandate that we wear masks? And they're like, well, most of the messages that we've got are suggesting that we are going to continue to tell people to wear masks inside for everyone's better interest. And mom's like, Like, what? telling or mandating? Like, re heavily recommending. And well, not even, fine. and like, are they, are they gonna... well, and they're probably not going to, like... Are they going to require it? Um, maybe for certain sections. Oh, jeez. And I think that they're, like, from what I've heard, they're not going to be returning to, like, full capacity. They're going to, like, have people separated. Because people Seriously? are still scared. Well, all good on them. Like, look, this is the thing I say. It's like, I, I get so mad at pastors who say, oh, we need to cater to our, pe like, to our people. I'm like, no, you freaking don't. You are the leaders. You're yep. supposed to be setting the You were responsible for a caretaking do. of your flock. You know who else actually like came entirely to the people and like just gave in to them? King Saul yep. of Israel. And you know what happened to him? He did not do well because he's like, well, the people wanted this. And they told me, and oh, I, I can't risk like, you know, offending the people. It's like, no. No, you can't. You know, your responsibility is to. Oh my goodness, the people. Won't somebody people. think of the people? It's like, like I, okay, so like joking aside, yes, you're right. You, you, there's a there's a place for like being being mindful and, and kind of conscious about people's concerns. But like I, I love that uh, there was a pastor who told me this, and I said, like, I, I, I couldn't believe how much I agree with him. He it might have been one of the ones that we interviewed, actually. But he said that when the church opens. You give people the, the, the ability to choose if they want to attend or they don't want to attend. You're giving people the choice. When you close, you you take to, you take away that choice. Oh, now, that, was, choice that was that was Aaron. That was attend. Aaron Rock. Yeah, yeah, I love that because I was like, that is so true. It is. You you basically are taking away your own congregation's conscience. You're basically deciding for them, and it's like, no, your responsibility is to open. To be there, to be brave, and to encourage courage, not fear. And this is what this is what they're doing. It's just it's fear. Oh, it's it's so, just um, drowning and just washing them with fear. Yeah, and I, I I really encourage like you know because right now people think like you know oh everything worked perfectly in the past so we're gonna like you know this will work again in the future. It's like no, they're gonna change the rules. They're gonna make things even more difficult. And yeah. now you're actually going to create a segregated, a segregated uh, society. Yep. And so this is going to get worse, not better. You know, be, before everyone was being affected. Now you're going to create a segregated, like you know, like a state. And good luck, churches, on navigating that one. Yeah. Good luck. Because you ain't going to do it. And then when they start to restrict your online presence, you done, son. Oh yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so the Delta variant, um, all you need to know about this thing is that uh, 
we saw this coming a mile away. Oh yeah. Like we knew way back in like like what like April. We knew that yeah back when they were even talking about opening for summer. We knew like yeah they're gonna open for summer and then they're gonna lock us back up again. In, well, in like the fall. even and even before they I'm, had the I'm open for summer plan, we knew. Yeah. Like when they first announced their like early opening in like mid-April or even before that, I think it was in like March that they first announced their plan that was based on hospitalizations. And we're like, they're not going to honor that. There's no way. They'll just say that the variants are super duper scary and they'll break their word. And yeah. guess what they did? Yeah. And now when summer's over, it's like, oh, now we have to be super duper concerned about the Delta variants. And mm -hmm. the Delta variants, it's like, oh no, it's like ripping and roaring through India. It's ripping and roaring through Brazil. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, are you considering the like other considerations about India and Brazil? And that they are not mm -hmm. Canada and they're not part of really the Western world. They're part of the third world. The incredible amount of like the massive yeah, amounts of poverty amount and starvation. Of, uh, variables. Like there's so oh, yeah, there's many variables so taken to mind. Not to mention, not to mention that you don't even know. How many of the, uh, I mean, if, if officials here in Canada and in the U.S. are corrupt enough to be able to push this lie, like, you have to, you better believe that there's, there's going to be even more, like, corrupt officials in other countries. Like, this is not, this is not a Canadian or American, yeah. you know, phenomenon. This, this happens all over the world. And let's face it, I don't know, I don't know where Brazil or, or India or other countries are in terms of, like, how, you know, how good their justice system, how good their... Like you know how how much integrity they have. It's like they they may actually be way far worse. So, you know, take everything with a, a grain of salt. But this uh -huh. is this is all preparation. They're it already is. releasing this stuff now to get you ready for when they do. Because remember, like back back in the back last year, last summer, they were already talking about the second wave. Do you remember yeah. that, Stephen? Oh yeah, they were. Yeah. And then when they, they first when they first started talking about the variants, they talked about the third wave. And now the Delta variants, the big scary variants, and now they're talking about the fourth yeah. wave. It's like, yeah. how many waves are we going to get? As many as it takes so that they change the entire system to favor the ruling tyrannical elite. Yeah, unlimited. Yeah. But speaking so, about the ruling tyrannical it's, it's elites... Gonna, it's going to keep getting worse. Let's <laughs> talk about Tucker Carlson of the NSA. So Tucker Carlson claims the NSA is spying on him. So Fox News host Tucker Carlson is accusing the Biden administration of surveilling his private communications in an effort to get his show yanked. Carlson made the accusation on his show Monday, saying he'd been contacted by a whistleblower who had information that came from his texts and emails regarding a story his team was working on. This is not just political protest the government is spying on, Carlson said. Yesterday we heard from a whistleblower within the U.S. government who reached out to warn us that the NSA was monitoring our electronic communication and is planning to leak them in an attempt to take this show off the air. He admitted that it was a shocking claim which he would normally be skeptical of because it's illegal for the NSA to spy on American citizens. It's a crime, it's not a third world country, things like that should not happen in America. The whistleblower, who is in a position to know, repeated back to us information about a story that we're working on that could only have come directly from my texts and emails. There is no other possible source of that information, period. They did it for political reasons. The Biden administration is spying on us. We have confirmed that. And yeah, that's he circumstantial said that he said, evidence, but it's still pretty strong. Yeah, and of course, like, he's in the process of filing a Freedom of Information Act request, which a Freedom of Information Act request is a pretty serious thing. Yeah. 
And, like, if he actually does prove that they're spying on him, like, there should be really, Dang. really serious repercussions for this. Like, we know Dang, that the by like, the federal agencies, especially, like, FBI, CIA, I don't know so much about, but the NSA and other organizations have done some really, really shady stuff around, especially when it came to Trump, and now it's coming to Biden. Yeah. And like just ignoring yep. stuff that's hurtful to the Democrats and just going straight after like the Republicans and especially Donald Trump, especially when it came to that steel dossier, which is completely fabricated. Yeah. Like we went over a long time ago. Well, even about Russia Gate, or no, it wasn't Russia Gate. It was the. What was the gate of it? What? Yeah, it was Russia Gate. It was Russia Gate. It must have been Russia Gate, yeah. Because. It was all this elaborate lie. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, no, no, no. It's like, it, it was Russian interference and the Russians were collaborating with, with Trump. And it's like, something no, there. you are completely making this up. And yeah. you completely bought into this myth because you wanted something to stick to Trump. Yep. And the FBI, yeah. and like, then we know that the FBI, I'll get just one last statement here. The FBI, some FBI agents are on record saying, um, do we have insurance to cover us if things come back to bite us in the ass? Like, because that was in the middle of investigating Trump and like doing things against the law. And they're like, are our jobs safe against this? Like, will we be held liable? Because this is illegal. What we're doing, well, you know, you're being shady when you. Not... Oh, I know. Like the usage, and we know that the Democratic Party have used the FBI and other organizations as their attack wing against organizations of people they don't like. But, I mean, no, yeah. Obama, Obama used the IRS. Like, yes, he, he did. Weaponized the IRS to punish, like you know, uh, organizations he didn't he didn't support or like. Um, they used the Supreme Court for a long time to, you know, basically pass things that they wanted. And on top of that, like the the whole Snowden uh, scandal, the whistleblower scandal, that really revealed that American government created like a, a full spy, you know, like thing that was running and basically spying on their own people. So yeah. like we know that this happens. This is not a this wouldn't be a like, you know, huge shock. It would just be more like this. This would be a very high profile kind of scandal. Because the NSA is not not supposed to be spying on its own citizens, and so that's a big that's a big deal. Yeah. So they have a pattern of doing this. They, they, this is not unusual, and so like obviously, like there's no like hard evidence, but this is pretty decent evidence that warrants investigation, right? Because I mean, like if this guy that his contact knows things that that he could only possibly know by reading his texts, that tells you something. Yeah, that's a really, really serious breach of privacy. Mm -hmm. And, like, I know that the, the federal organizations, especially the Democratic Party, consider any Republican to be a national security threat. But even if they believe that to be true, which is absolutely nonsense, you cannot use agents of the government to hunt down your political opponents. That is egregious, and it's a violation of every basic liberty that the United States is founded on. Mm -hmm. 
it's an abuse of a public uh, of of what should be a uh, a system that's used for to protect Americans, but to attack them. Yeah. Let's face it, Tucker Carlson is being targeted because he is he's a truth teller, leading the charge in a lot of these exposés. He's a truth teller. He's kind of like the American version of Rebel News. Yeah, because Rebel News is a thorn in the side of the liberal government and their stranglehold on the media. And so, you know, like that's why they want to get rid of them. Well, and of so, course, like Tucker Carlson in the United States, Tucker Carlson is seeing, I think Tucker Carlson is the most widely viewed, like, uh, news and opinion commentator in the United States. And yeah, it's, it's not truly the case in Canada, but Rebel News is gaining popularity like crazy. Like it, I think since right now with this since pandemic. well yeah since the start of the pandemic, I think they've grown by about four hundred and fifty thousand subscribers since in like the past year. Yeah, which is absolutely insane. And I think they've really solidified their audience too. Yeah, they have. Like before the pandemic, like the people were kind of like, like you know, they they were like supporters, but kind of like you know. Yeah, they were like off and on. But they're now like, yeah, I'll like watch with, the occasional they're, they're, video, they're and now it's work. like I'll watch the daily live stream whenever I can. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. But, so. I'm not sure how to transition from shall talking. Shall we move on to Korea? Shall we? Well, this isn't even about Korea. This is talking about a British guy who thinks he's Korean. So. Yeah. Let's talk about, about that because transitioning is impossible. Leftist outraged after popular <laughs> British influencer comes out as transracial Korean. Hey guys, I'm finally Korean. I've transitioned. A British-born influencer announced this week that he is coming out as transracial and is now Korean. In a series of videos he began sharing on June 26th, Ollie London, who boasts more than 300,000 followers on Instagram, revealed that he has had more than 18 plastic surgeries in order to become Korean and look like a BTS singer. Hey guys, I'm finally Korean. I've transitioned, he said in a video posted Monday. I identify as Korean, that's just my culture. That's my home country, and that's exactly how I look now. He added, Lenda also claimed he's been trapped in the wrong body for eight years. Perhaps anticipating blowback from the left, London, who now prefers to go by Jimin, or Jimin, Jimin probably, said, I support all the LGBTQI plus K slash J community, and I believe that everyone should be able to be who they want to be. And I think that's what this guy looks like now. He still looks really white. So, this is, this is kind of a funny story, but it's also just a ridiculous story. Because, of course... The left is like, you can't come out as transracial, you can't change your race, and it's like, well, you can't change your sex either, but you allow that to happen, so... <laughs> I think Shapiro kind of made it made a bigger point. He's like, he, he asked that one girl in that one interview at a college campus, he's like, why aren't you 80? Yeah. And she's like, what? And she had a, she's like, I don't understand the question. She's like, why aren't you 80? She's like, you know, like, why, why can't you just, like, suddenly claim that you're, like, you know, you're 80? It's like, well, I can't, like, that's, that's not possible. It's like, you're right. It's much more difficult to change gender, which is a much more fundamental part of your, like, yeah. you know, actual, like, uh, like age is DNA much than less than important than, than gender. Age. Yeah, age is much less important than, like, but, like, if you wanted to, 
You could like claim to be. I could be. I could claim to be sixty-five and, and start getting like you know like retirement benefits. If if everyone if everyone plays along and says like yeah yeah you you're sixty-five. I'm like cool. I got pension payments. I maybe get a whole bunch of other uh, benefits for uh, you know like special abilities and maybe like discounts to stores and all that kind of stuff. I mean like I could I could game the system pretty well. This week actually, this past week, there was a lady who was outraged. Remember that that story, Stephen? That lady who at the spa in, oh, yeah. in LA that That's was outraged. That there was a guy in the chamber. <laughs> it was a penis. Yeah, I mean, she makes a good point. I mean, like, there, I mean, it's obviously a very nuanced. If somebody came in who was transgender but like had gone through all the surgeries and at least looked like somebody who was a woman, like, I'm like, you, you maybe that might have been a different thing. But the ultimate thing is that. Um, it's their their identity is so fragile that they need everyone to play yeah. along. It's, it's that's that's one of the most interesting things about this whole whole transgender movement is that it's not enough for them to feel like they can do what they want. It's like they they require that they require submission that everyone has. They require that everyone plays along. Everyone has to play along, and and if you don't, you are the bad guy. You're the villain. But ultimately, what I always say is that um, the the bullies. I, I heard I heard a phrase this past week. It's called I think it's like called a cry bully. I think they used it to describe uh, Catherine McKenna, who's like the the liberal uh, you environment know, min- or uh, formal former the, liberal environment minister. She stepped yeah, down today. Yeah, the climate Barbie. Yes, climate yeah, Barbie. Basically, she's a bully until she gets criticized, and then suddenly she cries victim. Yeah, and that's what a lot of these um, these leftist, uh, you know, like uh, bullies are. They 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 yell, they yell, they yell, and the second they get any pushback, they cry about like, oh, I'm a I am oh, the victim of the victim. system. It's um, yeah, exactly. And so now here's the thing: this this poor guy, um, I, I don't think he changed gender, did he? I think no. he's still the same gender supposedly, but this guy is basically um, he wants to become Korean, and I and. Fair enough. I know. I know a couple people. Uh, one of my one of my buddies. Uh, he's a big time biker, but he is huge into Korean culture. He loves it. He only wants to date Korean girls. He would love to move to Korea. He's a big time Korean kind of fanboy and all that. He could live in Korea for twenty years, but he still wouldn't be a Korean because to be Korean, you need to. You, you, there's a heritage thing. There's yeah, a biological there genetics uh, connection. You can grow up in a different country. Like so, I'm I'm from I'm born in Mexico. I'm, I'm I'm technically Mexican by genetics, uh, but I've lived in Canada the majority of my life. I'm not Canadian. I mean, in a sense, because I'm Get like out. my genetics haven't changed. Yeah, pretty much. You can kick me out now. <laughs> <laughs> You'll but happily go now. Like this guy. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. It's like, it's oh, like okay, yeah. yay. Um. It's like. Okay, I waited for assistant before, but yeah, I'll, yeah, free ticket. I'll take it. Um, this poor guy, though, it's, it's people don't realize the amount of damage that it's going yeah. on underneath the uh, the surface here. They're trying to encourage people like this, but there's there's so many uh, mental health issues, comorbid comorbidities that are present here, and this is tragic. It this is. is really tragic. This this guy. I, I really truly feel for him. I, I don't I don't hate him. I don't think he's like a terrible not. person. I just I really truly feel for people like this. That he's because been there's, deceived. There's a lot of pain and yeah, there's pain, there's deception. There's even fake promises that they're given. And who knows how much money he spent. 
on these surgeries, yeah. but it's it's always all of these things are always going to lead to a huge amount of disappointment and and brokenness. Yeah, and you feel for people like this. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the people are uh, would like to affirm this is a problem. Yeah, but it also becomes a, a kind of a, a thorn in the and the transgender and the woke side. side because it exposes a yeah because exposes, it exposes a very the, important thing the the well yeah because yeah. the left the modern left considers that your race whether you're black white or whatever that is your most important attribute mm -hmm. it's not how yeah. it's not whether you have success it's not your character it's not what your education or your background is or what mm -hmm. kind of family you come from it is entirely your worth is based on your skin color and everything is entirely skin deep. And mm -hmm. so because they're trying this agenda, especially with critical race theory, where whites are the scapegoat of every single one of the world's problems and that minorities cannot be responsible for their own ills and their own failings because obviously it's white's fault and it's no one else's. It's only the bad, nasty white man and the what is it? Colonizers. Don't forget the white women. Oh, yes. White men predominantly, but white women, they're at fault too. It's all white people. White people are the devil. You terrible, evil people. But that's yeah. that's the key, that's the, <laughs> the key crux Black of it all. It's like, your race is one of the least important attributes of you. Like, mm -hmm. I look at other yeah, people, and it's like, I'm not... I'm not judging you or i'm not considering your race to be an important attribute it's like are you a decent person are you someone who has good moral character moral fiber do you do what is right regardless of the consequences if you do those things it doesn't matter what your skin color is i will appreciate you as a person but the left it's like They're well change that. you can do great things and you can accomplish really like you can be an amazing person but, oh, you're white, so that makes you guilty of the sins of the past. And so because yeah. this person is trying to change their race, and because this person is white, it's like, well, you're moving away from whiteness. You're becoming Korean, so you're going from the, the abuser status to make yourself into the victim. And it's like, well, you can't change your race. Well, kind of. Kind, kind of. of. Kind of. Because, like, uh, like, Asian people are kind of oppressed. Yeah, I know. Not, they're not the... They're like black, they're black right black underneath whites or... as the bullies. Yeah, they're 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 like yeah, they're low on the hierarchy. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it exposes. Yeah, the problem why, here too is that the why the why the left is so obsessed with race and like I don't like nobody should care about these things. Nobody should care what race you are. Your gender makes a difference because your gender actually affects what you are capable of doing. Your race does not determine what you are capable of doing. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm much more well, concerned I mean, about someone who thinks they're a woman than someone who thinks they're Korean. Yeah, unless you're a black man and you're like trying now for like the like basketball or like some very high high end yeah. sports, like you you definitely have some like there genetic, is there you know, is some genetic kind of, advantage, uh, but there but some of that of course is dependent on race. But then of course you have kind of genetic outliers like Yao Ming, if you know who that is. Yeah. Yao Ming. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Big Time Mr. Big Time Yao Ming. He's a towering, towering, a towering Chinese, Chinese basketball player. But he was but he was the exception, not the norm. I know, he was the exception, not the norm. And of course we don't want to go by the exception. 
But mm-hmm. yeah, your race is it's the least important attribute of you. Why are we saying that race is more important than gender? It's not. And then all the stuff is like totally unbiblical. If you're a oh, Christian so who supports uh, CRT, come on, man. Just like, go. You know, it's, it's you're encouraging racism, which is totally against the the Christian uh, ethos. You're encouraging, like you know, punishing people for things that they haven't done, which again is also against the Christian ethos. And you're encouraging, um, you know, tribalism again, another thing that's against the Christian ethos. So if you're a Christian and you you buy into critical race theory, you're being had. You're being conned. Danny yeah, really right. likes the Christian They're giving ethos. you things that you like. Them. Yeah, ethos. <laughs> ethos. Ethos for the win. <laughs> ethos for the win. Speaking of having no Christian ethos, Ooh, let's talk about yes. Duterte. Let's talk about Duterte. Come on, mouse work for me. There we go. So Duterte okay, threatens to arrest it. Filipinos who refuse vaccination. Filipino president has threatened to arrest the order ordered the arrest of Filipinos who refused COVID-19 vaccination and told them to leave the country if they would not cooperate to contain the pandemic. Oh, no dictator here. The Filipino president has threatened to order the arrest of Filipinos who refused the COVID-19 vaccination and told them to leave the country. President Rodrigo Duterte, who is known for his public outbursts and brash rhetoric, said in televised remarks Monday night that he has become exasperated with people who refuse to get immunized amid a health crisis to help spread the spread to help spread the help stop the spread. Yeah, that's a really virus. poor phrasing <laughs> of that. Don't get me Stephen, wrong. You can't spell dictator without dick. <laughs> there is a crisis being faced in this country. There is a national emergency. If you don't want to get vaccinated, uh, I'll have you arrested and I'll inject the vaccine in your butt. Duterte said, yep, if you will not you agree will. to be vaccinated, leave the Philippines. Go to <laughs> India if you want or somewhere to America. Adding that he would order village leaders to compile a list of defiant residents. Justice says Secretary okay. Menardo Guevara. Interesting that his name is Guevara. <laughs> well, his name is Guevara. It's like, Guevara. Maybe close enough. Acknowledged on Tuesday that there is no Filipino law criminalizing refusal to get vaccinated against the coronavirus. Oh, uh, no, he'll make one. He'll make one, because that's what we'll tyrants do. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's absolutely insane. Like the Australians were threatening this a while back. The Australians and they had laws they, in the books. They actually did make a rule that said that the police officer, if they came across you and you didn't have the vaccination, they made a law where the police officer could strip you naked and inject hold you, you down, hold you down, and inject you with the vaccine. And that is madness. Mm-hmm. Like. Why would yeah, this, the like, reason this why is the, the uh, what was it called the Nuremberg Code was made because they want to protect against this kind of abuse again, but people like countries are all over the place. Like ah, whatever Nuremberg, Nuremberg, we'll make it up as we go along. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I think of Nuremberg, it's a bit of a side note, but it's funny. Uh, I think of an episode of the Grand Tour, which is of course a car show. Okay. And they were trying to, like, get GPS coordinates and GPS directions to the Nürburgring, which is this racetrack in Germany. But the guy put it into his GPS wrong because it was voice activated. And he's like, I want to go to the Nürburgring. And because it was in German, it's just like navigating to Nuremberg. And he's like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, we don't want to go there. That's a terrible place. Yeah, it's like, no. I don't know. Maybe it's a nice place, but just wrong place. (laughs) I'm guessing. 
<laughs> so that was that was hilarious. Sounds mad. Sounds like. <laughs> but yeah, like. Um, what do you think? What? Why do I think of this? Like, what sane person would do this to their people? Mm-hmm. Like we mentioned a long time ago, and we had this like that clip from The Symptoms, Simpsons. It's like about going mad with power, and it's like, what else are you gonna do with power? That'd be boring. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I have. You know, like you're probably going mad without power. It's like boring. No it's one boring. Nobody wants to do. It. <laughs> it's like yeah. This person, <laughs> Duterte, has gone mad with power. Like, I didn't... Yeah. Prior to, like, 2020, I was like, yeah, Duterte's okay. And now it's like, yeah. no, 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 no. Duterte's, like, a true scum. Like, yeah. one of the worst world like, leaders. By far. He's kind of like Chavez. Chavez was, like, he looked really great at the beginning, said all the right things, and very popular with the people. And then he turned into a complete, like, maniac, you know? It's like, oh, you're not yeah. so good. Um, but here's something important. Um, like historically, you look at people like Chavez. You look at people like um, what is the guy's name? Um, the, the the guy from Uganda, the, the dictator from Uganda, Idi Amin. Idi Amin. Yes, Idi Amin. And uh, you look at Pinochet and all these like yeah. So you have all of these like men. They they're they're basically ideologues. They they have this vision of the society that they want to build, and then when they basically get really powerful. They they get more and more aggressive at trying to enact their vision, and they get more and more um, dismissive and and like angry at any dissenters. Anybody who does, they see anybody who who disagrees with their vision as an obstacle, not as someone that they need to like you know listen to. And this has happened all throughout history from every every major like you know country with dictators and all this kind of stuff. Um, the best example is um, so, like, if you look at the 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 Stalin Stalin and in, in, in the the Soviet Union, he he believed that he wanted to build this like workers' paradise, this perfect society, and he felt that the the Ukrainian uh, the people living in Ukraine were getting in his way, and so he didn't care. Somebody asked him, like, you know, don't you care about all the people that are dying from starvation programs that you're doing? He's like, no, because the the goal. The ultimate goal is is well well it's it's the more more important. It doesn't matter how many people die to achieve it. This is the way that these uh, governments work, and this is part of human nature. Problem is that people nowadays believe that wouldn't that can't happen. It's not that that yeah. wouldn't happen. They believe that can't happen. That cannot happen. We are evolved. We are better than that. We've learned, and people today are are more evolved and more more great. And I hate to say it, but right now, um, like obviously there's Terrible examples like Duterte, but right now our prime minister is, is going that way. Well, he's making a like lot our of prime minister is doing this, really and a lot of the premiers are just yeah. following in lockstep. Like, let's look yeah. at let's look at Montreal. Let's look at Quebec. This is a letter from the regional director of public health in Quebec. So, by electronic mail, the twenty fifth of June, twenty twenty one. So a few days ago. Re-vaccination against COVID-19 for students aged 12 to 17. Over the past two weeks, a large-scale vaccination campaign was conducted in schools and vaccination centers to provide a first dose of vaccine to adolescents 12 and over. Despite this campaign, the goal was not met. Less than 75% of these young people got a first dose of COVID-19 in Montreal high schools. That's a good thing. To ensure a safe return to school in September, the goal must be met. 
depending on the epide- epidemiological situation, 75% of 12 to 17-year-olds must have received both doses of the vaccine before we can ease hygiene measures, such as wearing masks and isolation in case of contacts with an infected person. Therefore, this two-dose condition must be met to ensure activities such as extracurricular and sport activities can return to normal in schools. Most importantly, it is key to avoiding a possible fourth wave in the fall. Yeah, this is all blackmail. It's, it's so like, it's it's, it's, the most it's so obviously blackmail. blackmail. Like you cannot yeah, have a situation where you take away a child, a kid's a kid's childhood, their friendships, mm-hmm. their life, everything that makes their life fun and entertaining. Because staying in your house all day is not fun and entertaining. Yeah. Unless you are the most serious introvert I've ever met. Most people like to interact and go out and have fun with their friends. Especially a kid who's 12 to 17 years old. Telling them yeah. that they can't go out and go to a friend's house is nasty. It is truly it's, it's wicked behavior. Kind of oh, it is clearly yeah. criminal behavior. And saying, oh yes, like if unless everybody has 75% has two doses... We can't have extracurriculars curriculars like sports. It's like most extracurriculars in school, a lot of them are going to be outdoors. Mm-hmm. Like there's a few that are indoors, of course, but they're kids. What's going to happen to them? Yeah. Very little, almost nothing. Yeah. And especially if they're in, in sports, <laughs> they're fairly healthy kids. Mm-hmm. So like this is absolutely not this necessary, is all based on, on the but it's, notion. it's based on yeah. bunk science. And the notion mm-hmm. that the vaccines are the solution to everything. Yeah. So it's based on a lot of pseudoscience that, for example, they assume that, A, that the kids are a huge risk of dying from COVID. Two, they assume that kids are a huge threat of spreading COVID. Three, they assume that, um, that, that these vaccines are entirely 100% safe for children at this age and that... Um, Four, they they hide the fact that there's a lot of other treatments that are very effective at treating this. Uh, just, they just go on and on and on with all these assumptions that are all built built in now. Like people aren't even questioning whether or not masks work or not. I, I'll give you a hint: they don't. They do not. They actually increased your chances of getting sick and passing on uh, the virus. So you know, like they're 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 just at this point they're so they're they're so used to being unquestioned. Yeah. That they don't even have to explain some of these like decisions. They're like, oh yeah, everyone's like, oh yeah, well, everyone wants to listen time, to us so because we, be we control the media like, and the narrative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, did you hear about that uh, that uh, clip from that Nova Scotia health official? He said that uh, oh, uh, another another good thing about like making sure that people can't uh, meet in person is that they can't you know get together and share misinformation yes. that's super dangerous for society. Like I was like, you like, pretty much said the quiet. You just part revealed out loud, that out loud. you don't want people conv- getting together and saying what the government is doing is really nasty. Yeah, and that's of course part of why yes. we can't have these gatherings because they don't want to have any form of dissent. Like especially in Alberta, we've been mostly allowed to have protests aside from our leaders being ticketed and some being arrested but in other provinces like manitoba and ontario you will you hold a sign that's going against the government by yourself and you'll get arrested Mm -hmm. yeah poor teenage girl like this is insane (laughs) crap what they're forcing people to go through 
And it's all just how much can we get away with? How much can we threaten the populace with before they say no? And right now, the populace is saying, yes, 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 yes. And I will do it, Master, and you do, you tell me more. And if you tell me, oh, like, this is just a short-term thing, I'll believe you every single time. Despite the fact that it's yeah. absolutely idiotic to do so. Yeah, it's been really discouraging watching this past year with, uh, like, I always thought that people would be, like, I, you know, like, I, it's like that line from uh, Men in Black, you know, like, individuals are smart. People are stupid, irrational, and like you know, easily manipulated, right? Like that the idea that yeah. like the you know like, like groups of people are dumb, and I, I, it's actually been very discouraging watching this past it year. Has. Just the, the the level of the level of uh, uh, of uh, not ineptitude, um, indifference. I think indifference is the number one word I can use. People are just indifferent. They just can't. Be well, bothered. indifference and they ignorance. Just, like, they just want to go to the store. Yeah. Actually, that's the other part, too. Because it's not just, oh, I'm indifferent to these laws. Usually it's like, well, like it's a mild inconvenience, but we know that these are truly saving lives. It's like, no, we don't. It's like there's zero evidence to show that. They think they're temporary. Yeah, they think they're temporary, and it's like, well, if we comply, the government will give us our freedoms back. And it's like, that's not the government's job. The government does not control whether you have freedoms or not. The government has to explain why they're taking freedoms away, and it has to be thoroughly justified. Are these justified? In no way whatsoever. And they cannot back it up, and they refuse to back it up, and the courts, which are showing to be inherently corrupt, which we'll go into later, are just Mm -hmm. making excuses for these corrupt and evil politicians. Yeah, they're playing ball as well. But talking about... Politicians and them being corrupt, really like politicians. not necessarily corrupt, just stupid. And I'm yeah, ashamed that this woman is my MP, and that I'm ash- I'm kind of ashamed that I voted for her. Michelle Rempel yeah. agrees that candidates should be canceled or scaled back. Member of Parliament for Calgary Nose Hill, Michelle Rempel tweeted today in agreement with the President Adam North Pagan from the 60s Scoop Indigenous Society of Alberta, who said that Calgary should scale back or outright cancel Canada Day celebrations due to the discovery of unmarked graves of children at residential schools. He stated that it is a travesty and has devastated the Indigenous communities right across Canada and has reopened a lot of pain and suffering we had to endure. So we're asking Canadians and Calgarians to take a pause and really take that opportunity to reflect on that day what has happened on Turtle Island, Turtle Island being a reference to North America? Rempel wrote, and we should listen above a quote of the Calgary Herald story quoting Pagan, which she followed by a string of tweet conflating past events and practices already ended for their inhumanity with today's Canadian society. Yeah. Like, I... <laughs> I kind of... I have conflicting ideas about this, and a lot of people don't like that. It's like, should we cancel Canada Day? Well... Probably not, definitely not for that reason, because that's a stupid reason. It's like, should we cancel Canada Day, or should we refuse to respect Canada for what it has become? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because this Canada that we are in today is not worth celebrating. Like, we still have our pastor in jail. He is going to be in jail for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Is that legal? No. Is it against his charter rights of freedoms? Most certainly do the authorities say that they made a mistake? Do, are they willing to change? Are they willing to make amends? No, because this Never. person was a dissident. Mm-hmm. 
and dissidents must be punished. Canada is no longer a free country. I was a proud Canadian up until Stephen Harper left office. And then I and then in 2019 I went from being a somewhat okay with being a Canadian to I want to become an American. I want Alberta to leave Canada because that is the best option for Alberta even though right now I'm kind of like really scared with what Alberta has become. So should we celebrate? We all Canada? thought that Alberta was the exception. Oh, we all did. We all thought that Ken- that Alberta was this bastion of conservatism, and that we would just mm-hmm. be that Alberta would never resort to all these stupid tactics that the rest of the country is running because Alberta is the well, true conservative Kenny. stronghold. Oh yeah, Kenny was like, yeah, I am the I am the voice of conservatism. I am the voice of like social and religious conservatives and religious freedom here in Canada. No, you aren't. Yeah. You yeah. are a little tyrant who wants to say, oh, you opposed my will, I'm going to kick you out of caucus. Oh, you opposed my will, I'm going to throw you in jail. Yeah. Like, Kenny Full deserves to be in jail. So does Chandro, so does Dina Henshaw. Anybody who has enforced these rules and put other people in prison or ruined their lives or ruined their livelihoods during this situation should be summarily punished and punished very severely. And for that yeah, reason, even, I'm even like, like if you, I don't want to celebrate Canada Day. On on yeah. Sunday, I'll probably find like a little American flag to wave around. So be like, that's a country <laughs> worth celebrating, even though with Biden in control, even though mm-hmm. there's significant doubt as to whether he became president legitimately, but with Biden in control, America's slipping down the tubes. But America has but established of- rights and freedoms. But there's a lot of like you know things to be. Like, it, America has a lot of, like, upsides. Yes. There's, like, you know, DeSantis. There's the fact that Biden mm, is DeSantis. almost guaranteed not to win re-election. Well, right? almost, like, as, long uh, as, as long as the election is fair, doing- he has no chance of winning. Yeah, yeah. That's the real question. But, like, you know, then you have... Yeah, but th- then you have, like, the, the fact that, like, you have so many states that are doing some great work. There's a uh, Republican, like, you know... Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, governments in all over the Texas, place. There's and an actual Montana, and Idaho, and North and South Dakota. And, uh, yeah, there's a somewhat conservative Supreme Court. Like obviously, it doesn't yeah. vote that way very regularly, but it's nothing. But that is a a leaps and bounds ahead. Oh, it's so much better court, than Canadian, which courts. is a bunch of ideologues, right? Yeah. And so, and when they actually like, do I, take I up cases, like sixty-five percent of the time, they're actually somewhat deciding in favor of conservatism. Like yeah, and proper, like you know, legal. When it comes to like Jack yeah. Phillips and the Baker, when it came to, I forget some of these other cases. That oh yeah, like illegal immigration. Oh the, uh, they yeah. they decided like nine nothing for something. I forget exactly what it's for. A few weeks ago, mm-hmm. but yeah. like the Supreme Court is not this like rubber stamp for leftism like it is in Canada, mm-hmm. and the Senate is not a, a rubber stamp. For left, like it is in Canada. Right now, the House of Commons is kind of a rubber stamp. It's certainly a rubber stamp for leftism in Canada, and at the House of Representatives, yeah, the only, the only it's mostly a rubber stamp. Back in... Liberals is the uh, is the minority government. Yeah, which they well, want to call like, election. They become. I mean, we, we've already seen polls. 
Yeah, well, we've already seen polls. They'll so decimate the Conservatives. They're, gonna, they're probably going to win a landslide. Yeah. Even even if they don't even if they don't cheat, which you know there's, there's like you know there is questions of cheat, that, but, but I don't think they need, need to. to. At this point. No, no, they they pretty much I think they pretty much got it in the bag. Which well, is and really it's it's hard to because, cheat in Canada. Yeah. Well, it's terrible because like Trudeau is legitimately one of the worst prime ministers we've ever had, if not the worst. Oh yeah. For and on a whole load of different uh, metrics, he's the worst prime minister we've had. But he's I don't know. He just has this unkillable like, you know, like, you know, oh, yeah, uh, he's charisma just, within the he country. Had, well, People yeah, because a lot of the young population, all they see is his virtue signaling. And they're like, yeah. oh, well, I was told by the media that Harper and all conservatives are racists. Yeah. And I believe them. And in Canada, there are much more liberals than there are centrists. Yeah, we're way more lefty than uh, the U.S. Way more. Like, the Conservative so, Party is basically the Democratic Party of the United States with some minor tweaks for financial and fiscal conservatism. Yeah. And that's the sad yeah, part, they, is they, that we're like, like, yeah, we voted for... conservative. Even though they're they're center-left. Yeah. Well, the sad thing is, like, Michelle Rempel here, she's um, a great example of that. Because she's a yeah. conservative that really isn't a conservative at all. She's, like, she's basically, like, she's, like, 90, 90%, like, you know, liberal with, like, 10, like, maybe 10%, like, you know, true conservatives and, like, in the social fiscal conservative. Like, I remember, like, a couple of friends tipped me off and they're like, yeah, she's, she's, like, almost, she's basically almost a a full-on liberal like she's yeah the only the only conservative TV, thing that he actually does support everything is she's like well i support the pipelines and it's like well that's not enough that's not enough for you to be called a conservative is supporting the pipelines yeah. it's like yeah you're fiscally conservative you're fiscally right of center that's okay mm -hmm. but if you are endorsing and supporting the removal of social conservatives from your party like she did she was glad mm -hmm. and openly endorsed the removal of Derek, Derek Sloan. Sloan was gone. Yeah. Then she's not a conservative in any word, in any sense of the word. Yeah. She is just a liberal that's been painted blue. She's basically a Canadian Hillary Clinton, but younger and, a and more attractive. Yeah. But that's nothing to write home about. Yeah. So, final word on this is that. Uh, Okay, so the residential schools, I, I studied them. They're a terrible tragedy. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, what what they found in, like, you know, recently in Kamloops, that's and also it's a, a terrible tragedy. One thing that I, 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 I thought was important to remember is that they, they don't really know under How what they circumstances died. those children died. Like, they, everyone's assuming... Everyone is assuming, everyone is assuming they died due to, like, torture and genocide. Saying it's not. Well, they don't know how they died. They may have been an infection... They may have died well, yeah, like smallpox and, and these died. other viruses were know. rampant Listen. in that time. Yeah. So a lot of possibilities. People are just jumping on the bandwagon. The problem here is that lefties are jumping on this because they can capitalize on the racist, like, you know, anti-Christian uh, messaging. And they want to basically make a false, a false equivalency saying, Canada was racist then, therefore Canada's racist now. It's like, no, 
Yes, Canada. Like yes, everyone, nobody defends what happened back then, or the residential schools. But that, then they're they're making a non sequitur and saying, "Well, we're clearly racist today." I'm like, no, that was like over fifty, more than fifty years ago. That's a different time, different era, different people, different rulers. And um, yeah. you and I are even getting the flack of that. Like, there's a lot of really, really, um, um. Like just mean spirited people that are making they're, they're they're accusing like you know modern day pastors they're like well like you know look what look what they did then it's like that's a different person well yeah different like group, different those that are suffering the true brunt of all of this are Catholics yeah. like in the past three weeks there have been five churches that have been burned to the ground yeah like this is not but left and it's all because. The the leftists and the liberal government, like the liberal government, has basically said that Catholics are the ones that are predominantly responsible for the residential schools. And once they started declaring that, then it was like, oh, two Catholic churches burned down in one night. Three Catholic churches burned down in the period of two days. It's like this is just the beginning of a serious retributionary style tax on the Catholic yeah. Church because the liberals and the left have said. That's your scapegoat. They're who's responsible yeah. for all the evils in Canadian society are Catholics. Yeah. And modern day Catholics no, media, have nothing to blame for residential schools. Yeah. But the media likes to like, you know, uh, sensationalize a swastika on like a Jewish temple or something on a, on a Muslim mosque or something like that. They're like, Oh my gosh, yeah. hate symbol. And it's like, People just burned out a church. Is oh, that no, that's that's, like, that's oh, an no, accident. They're fine. They're fine. No, Five churches in the period of one week no, is an accident? Yes, yes, it's totally an accident. Yeah, they probably deserve, they probably deserved it for what they did like back in the residential times. Yeah. So, final story that we're going to cover for today. Let's talk about court cases. Adams and Barbecue owner Adam Skelly's court case has been thrown out. That's very good. Buzz about court case in which Adamson Barbecue proprietor vowed to challenge what he perceives as the tyranny of the provincial government. Oh, that's not very good. For implementing forced yep. business closures and other lockdown restrictions amid the pandemic has been dismissed. Those who have been keeping abreast of Skelly's antics, whether in support of him or simply as onlookers to a circus, will know that the restaurateur appeared in his Ontario Superior Court via a packed Zoom call as a part of his recently launched constitutional challenge against the province. With the backing of more than 300,000 crowdfunded by the anti-lockdown sect? who saw Skelly as a hero of sorts for opening his Etobicoke location in contravention of the emergency orders in November and getting arrested and charged for it, Skelly was confident and ready to fight. After some technical issues, due to the hundreds of people in the virtual room, all the weeks of anticip anticipation led to a tragic anticlimax, with the judge having to toss the case because of some apparent problems with the paperwork submitted by Skelly's counsel, who at one point left the call to retrieve some additional documents to no avail. Like, how can you say it was a that, jurisdiction? Oh, it was yeah. well, it was jurisdiction, and that's, that's, this what, the, that's is, what the judge said. Yeah. yeah, this like saying that destroying small businesses is not a valid constitutional challenge is absurd. Mm -hmm. Like Adam Skelly, in by all available counts, if he hadn't opened his business, he would be bankrupt by last Christmas. And yet, oh, there's no constitutional challenge. The government was totally right in doing whatever they did. No. Like, the government across the country and across the world ruined hundreds of millions of lives. 
and destroyed and killed hundreds of millions of people through the lockdowns and prevention of transmission of proper aid and humanitarian resources. But the government is unwilling to accept that their own actions have been far more damaging than this virus. Yep. And that's the truly scary part. This is, yeah, this is, this is an example here, because if you, if you scroll down to the next paragraph underneath, go down one, it says, um, no, no, keep, go down, down, go down, like down in the paragraph. There you go. Um, if the if a custom so it says if um um if a uh, oh yeah if a superior court justice doesn't have the jurisdiction to hear a constitutional challenge who does yeah this the the big story here like I remember listening to the lawyer talk about what happened there and this is like add this to the pile of completely BS totally incredulous decisions by judges that if if you didn't know any better you would feel like they were paid off because yeah. these are terrible decisions these are absolutely well we don't actually bonkers, know better. over the top terrible decisions no but the thing is this judge they presented a challenge a constitutional challenge if you know anything about the the, the charter the charter says yes you can you can ignore the uh you can violate the charter as long as it's a reasonable you know, like justification. And so that reasonable justification needs to be challenged in courts. What's happening all across Canada, all the courts are refusing to hear these cases. Why is it? Because all of these judges, and I, I will just say it straight up, they are freaking cowards. They oh, yeah. don't want to be the judge that that gets like labeled as like, you're the one that 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 uh, that's ruined what we're doing. You're the one that uh, that gets thrown under the bus for being the one that uh, overthrew the, the the restrictions and made it so that we can't do them. There's been decisions by about the COVID hotels. That judge was completely out, out to lunch. Oh, there were decisions about um, Adam Skelly. They they wouldn't take it. The Alberta court, like the Alberta court challenge, they pat they kicked the can down the, down the hill all the way to July because they don't want to, they don't want to have to prove their case in court. Well, and they kicked the can. If you look at the next story. They kicked the can all the way to that's July. The same. For Tim Stevens, but they kicked the can all the way to yesterday for the Pavlovsky brothers. And the Calgary judge finds Pastor Cafe owner guilty of flouting COVID 19 rules. Now, Burton Judgment has found a judge has found a Calgary pastor, his brother, and a cafe owner guilty of contempt for deliberately violating COVID 19 health orders. Pastor Arter Pavlovsky and his brother David Pavlovsky were arrested in May and accused of organizing an illegal gathering as well as promoting and attending an illegal gathering. Chris Scott, the owner of Whistle Stop Cafe in the Hamlet of Mirror, northeast of Red Deer, was arrested last month at the end of an anti-lockdown rally. The cafe had been closed by health officials earlier that week. The arrest came after court orders were granted, allowing Alberta Health Services and police to arrest and charge those who advertise gatherings that would breach health restrictions. Uh, Justice... Can you stop right there, Stephen. Yep. Can I stop right there. Yep. That's global. They just lied. They did. And yeah, people who read this wouldn't know that. They just lied. They lied about like this court order does not only applies to the guy from Whistle Stop. Well, the court order not apply. Well, they don't even mention neither, that the court order was changed. Uh, no, yeah, like that's the most they important factor of all of that. Like, the injunction only applied to Chris Scott. Yeah, because the injunction was briefly for about what was it six seven days was briefly mm -hmm. for every citizen of Alberta. 
And then it was yeah. changed on May the 13th, which is right yeah. before Arter and David were arrested. And it was changed. And because it was changed, it made their arrests illegal. Same with the arrest of yeah. Pastor Tim Stevens, which happened twice. And both Pastor Stevens right now is still in jail, even though his arrest was illegal. This is like the thing I can't find. I cannot, I cannot fathom in my head. This is the kind of stuff that third world dictatorship, like you know, like they in, do, like corrupt the courts, corrupt justice systems do. They they literally throw somebody under the bus, and there's absolutely no law and order behind it. Like the, I I can't I, I can't believe when I hear lawyers talk about this that AHS, the Alberta Health uh, Services, their lawyers are freaking lying. Oh yeah, they are lying even in court. They say like they just play dumb and say like, oh no, this totally applied to them, and it's it's amazing to me. There's a lot of like very bad actors, people who are very like they have a they have a bone to pick. They 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 have a vendetta, like they they clearly do. They talk about it. The Calgary police chief has a vendetta against like you know a lot of these people. Uh, Mayors of various cities and, and, and premiers, state, public statements. Yeah, like our our mayor like has made it clear that he hates like the, anybody who restricts the, the anti, COVID. Anti, oh yeah, um, COVID. he's he's clearly made multiple associations and multiple accusations, saying that anybody who attends an anti-lockdown rally is a white supremacist, yeah. without any proof yeah, whatsoever of people. this. These are dishonest, corrupt individuals, and yet they are the voices and they are the ones in power. And people trust these people. Oh, that's, that's the thing that's really that scary really part. bothers me about so many people I talk to. They're like, oh, no, they're good people. And they, they, they genuinely have our best interest in mind. And, oh, no, no, they, they wouldn't do anything wrong. It's like, no, no, they're not. And <laughs> they're you have acting the right out of their own best interest because they know how to are... enslave you. Yeah, it's really terrible. Yeah. So, and, of course, like anyone these, declaring. This, this, this thing was a tragedy. That's oh, yeah, what... clear tragedy. And, like, we, these people who have been sent to prison, like Arter and David and Pastor Tim and James Coates and all these other people, and Adam Skelly, they've all demanded and asked the governments, okay, like, let's have a true, let's have a true debate. Let's have a true discussion about whether these lockdowns were effective. And there's even more evidence that's come out to say that these lockdowns were not effective and they actually caused a lot more damage. So this is an article from this morning. At least 2,300 Canadians died waiting for surgeries in 2020. Over 2,300 Canadians died waiting for a surgery last year as, a much, as much of the healthcare system cancelled non-essential procedures. According to a report by Second Street, at least 2,367 people are confirmed to have died while wait on the waitlist for surgery. The most unfortunate part about these so many patients... Yeah, these are not COVID deaths. Non-COVID patients. Very important. On waiting lists in our healthcare system is that many of these tragedies could have been prevented. 1,086 of the deaths reported from came from Ontario. The true number of deaths is likely much higher as Quebec, Newfoundland, and Labrador, and most of Manitoba did not track deaths of patients on waiting lists. So I would say it's probably more like 3,500. Yeah. And during the pandemic, many hospitals stopped non-essential procedures to limit human contact and make room for potential surge in COVID-19 patients. Reported that at least three three hundred fifty three thousand surgeries, procedures, and consultations were po postponed due to lockdowns in twenty twenty. Disruptions in healthcare have continued into twenty twenty one as Ontario halted non essential surgeries in April. 
it will take three and a half years to clear the backlog of surgeries. That is yeah. so remember how, obscene. Remember how we talked about how um, they always said, like, we're trying to protect the healthcare system by flattening mm-hmm. the curve. That was the whole talking point. What they've done is they've actually created a much worse scenario. Because you've backlogged all of the people that were part of an already overtaxed system, and you put them all together with what will be the new people that all have like necessities, and you're gonna you you basically just absolutely created a massive wake of destruction. Because you're like if you thought like wait lists were bad before, they're gonna get absolutely in bonkers crazy, and hospitals and all these places are going to be completely and totally um annihilated because of this oh but yeah like the the, the you've you only maybe save them in early on but you've made things way worse so much in worse in the long run <clears throat> yeah like today i would yeah today i i kind of talked about the i i talked about it on my facebook uh page i basically put the numbers out i said like okay here there was like 19 or 50 they said there was fifteen thousand official COVID deaths in 2020 and there was only an excess 12,000 deaths uh, between 2019 and like for the year 2020. And so like there was less deaths than the supposed COVID deaths. If, if you, if you're honest with the numbers, you would expect a, maybe an average, maybe let's say 8,000 like deaths, you know, from, from 20 uh, additional deaths in 2020. And then add on top of that 15,000, you're looking at, at, at bare minimum 20,000, if not more. Oh, yeah. But the numbers don't reflect that. So, like, so somebody is lying about, the, about the, the, the severity of COVID. And people are taking these numbers at face value. And so straight up, this is one of the many things that we constantly tell people. They're lying to you. I'm not even trying to say that, oh, no, they're... They're like, you know, maybe they're well intentioned and they're just kind of twisting the stuff a little bit. It's like, no, they're deliberately trying to mislead you in order to push their narrative and their agenda. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's, it's, it's the, there's two things I find when the more, the more informed you are about this whole thing, there's two things that happen. One, fear goes down. The more informed you are about everything that's going on, the, the, the less afraid you are because. I'm not scared of the virus. I'm like, yes, possibly I could get it. Yes, like there's a chance I could die from it. There's also a chance I could die every single time I get behind the wheel. Yep. But literally, there's, yeah, a, there's a greater chance you could chance die from driving. I could be killed forever. There's a greater chance I could die from driving. But I, I choose to take that risk and I try to mitigate it. Same thing with like, you know, with COVID. I, I mean, maybe I'll die. I could also die from cancer. I could also die from heart disease. I could, I could die from a lot of things, right? But then the so fear goes down. But the second thing that goes is you start to understand what's really going on and you start to realize what the real danger is. The danger is not the virus. The danger is the government and what they're doing. And it's um it's a difficult thing. It's a difficult path to go because it's like the more you know, the 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 more you're like, oh, like why is it that people can't get this and you know, it's it's literally it's it's like a mass illusion. It's really oh, yeah. impressive, actually. That's like, a mass illusion. Else, I will give it to whoever whoever made this whole thing happen. It's a pretty brilliant. Uh, you know, yeah, they, they did a good job. They spent a long time trying to fabricate this and make it into something that's actually working and workable. And you have to give them yeah. a little credit for actually pulling the wool over so many people's eyes. But yeah, you really have to be critical of how many people 
have just accepted without any rational or any logic that this is something which is a normal occurrence. This is something which the government is totally able and willing to do and should be able and willing to do. Like, that's something which is really terrifying. The government should not be able to just control all of these narratives to push whatever agenda they want. The government should be stopped by your legal rights, but they haven't been. The government has been in control of your legal rights, especially here in Canada, in the United States, a lot of these Supreme Court decisions have actually gone against the government rulings and said, yeah, like, your lockdowns are unconstitutional, you gotta stop that. Yeah. Whereas here in Canada, the, like, these superior courts have said, well, the government is doing it for everyone's best interest, or at least according to what I think, and what I've been told to say. Yeah, it's really strange. Like, there, there are literally, like, judges, like the BC judge, I, I, I listened to the court case in BC yeah. uh, when they were challenging the, 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 the religious freedom potential injunctions on churches. I, I, I couldn't believe the judge, what he said. I, I was literally like, like, well, we can't know for certain, but we, I trust Bonnie Henry. And I was like, like, you basically went full fanboy, like almost like, like you are not an objective person. The fact no. that you are literally taking her at her word and thinking like, oh, she must know what she's talking about. Oh, she must. She must that. be doing oh, this for must. everyone's best I'm interest. Like, are you? And and that is um, like this is why it's very difficult to have real confidence in the judges here mm -hmm. because there's an awful lot of ideologues. Oh like yeah, an awful lot of ideological judges. And and the, and the bad thing I find the really bad thing is that a lot of these cases are usually one judge. There's not panels. There's not like three judges. It's just involved. one ideologue judge. So you don't even have that kind of like a. Out. Yeah, there's no discussion about the, and, there's and no discussion about the inevitable outcome. It's just well, in my opinion, you are a lawbreaker, and they're not even making these these decisions in a even a justifiable way. The 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 judge in BC, like they that one was obvious that it was like it was going to be appealed because he made such a terrible decision. The judge in the Adam Adam Skelly decision. That one was a terrible decision. Yeah. The judge here, like the judge that uh, extended their their um, uh, their, their need to their, like, uh, prove their their case yeah. for Alberta, that was a terrible decision. Like all of these are are they're not. It's almost like they're not even trying, or they they have such a such a small like you know window to 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 make this to to get what they want done that they're really risking. Like, you know, but they know that they're not going to get away with it, but they're like, you know what? I'd rather just kind of like do like, you know, like use extremely like, you know, like fine print kind of decisions to try to like justify my decision. They're not even good decisions. And that's a really sad thing about all these things are they're, they're really terrible decisions. Yeah. They're like really legal, are. legally, the judges in Canada are really failing the, the citizens. That's mm -hmm. really sad. Yep. Okay. So. <clears throat> That's going to be the end of today's show. Uh, for those who've been watching up to this point or listening, if you're if you're on our podcast channels, thank you for doing so. I have confidence in our people, man. Confidence in the people. I think we have like two viewers on our podcasts. So those two viewers, I yeah, don't know who you are, but thank you very much. <laughs> and so you know what to do if you've been following on any of our various platforms, which we are on. Uh, make sure and check out our website. 
as Danny has put a lot of hard work into it, and it looks pretty slick and snazzy. And a lot of the stuff has been made. A lot of he's made a few blog posts, which are fairly interesting to read. Yeah, the blog the blog posts, just for anyone who knows, if you want an easy and quick and simple way of finding all our content, just go to the blog post. Yeah. Just like I'm I'm updating them every time we put something new up, I put it on the blog. And then you, you don't have to go and search. You you basically just go there like, oh, they they put up the new video or oh new live stream, new new in thing. I that was the that was the point. Yep. I want to make it really easy like for ease people of to access find of content. Yeah. Which is very good. Ease of access of content is great. So, as we stated before, on Thursday, we're going to be doing the show about PCR testing. And yeah. like before, we're going to have a PD. I think you're going to have a PDF that we're going to go over. Um, I'm just gonna, I think we should just go through, like, the sources. Just Kay. like, you know. Like, just like, like we do in the regular show. Okay. Yeah, just go through the sources. And so we will, of course, provide the sources for all of you to make sure that you can access them easily. Yeah. And... We will both be putting up feelers for anybody who wants to ask questions on our various Facebook pages and our other platforms, so that if yeah. you wish to ask questions about coronavirus, then go for it. We will have a bit of an open anything, forum at the end. Could, that can be anything. That can be if you have a question about the um, uh, the lockdowns or about PCR tests or about like you know I don't know anything at all. Me and Stephen like we search of stuff. We like this is our passion project. So. Yeah, we're happy project. to answer anything you guys might have, even if a question that somebody else might have. Yes, feel free to ask. So, tell your friends that they can bring their questions too. <laughs> so we Hello. will see you My all. Name is for that special I hear your on Thursday. To die. So, always remember that here at the Half Blind Hecklers, we may be blind, but we can still see the truth. Have a great night, everybody. We will see you on Thursday. Good night.